Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The following is paid commercial programming. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Entercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi, and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. All aboard! <laughs> You're on the crazy train! Welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 1057 FM, The Fan. (laughs) Good morning, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. The Skipper Bud's Cutting Edge Outdoors. He's Dan Bush. I'm Tom Neubauer. Nick Bodie is on the boards. We come to you every Saturday morning, as you might or might not know, from 6 to 8 a.m. We are live. You can always give us a call to join in the discussion or ask a question or whatever at 414-799-1250. That's 799-1250. Or you can always email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com. Oh, good morning, everybody. How's it going, Bushy? Well, I got kind of a cold here, so I yeah. hope my uh, voice hope my voice holds out. Give me that can of Lysol. I'm going to spray, spray it on you. I see everybody's <laughs> all, yep. It's that cold and flu season, so. Hey, Danny, I got to I gotta make a quick thank you. Uh, last week, I forgot to thank Right towards the end of the show, remember I was talking about that I haven't seen that little, it was a little four-inch tip-up that attached to your rod, little flag that went up. and. Yeah. Okay, I was, and, and I couldn't remember the name or who made it or whatever. Well, a guy named Angelo called in, and he, he gave, gave me the name Strike Alert by Legacy Products. Now, I was trying to look up Legacy Products, and all they are are medical supplies. That's Why all didn't it you is. you just Google Strike Alert? I did that too. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing came up for Strike Alert. Uh, there, there was, it's like, it's vanished. It's gone. You could do a couple different searches, mix it up a little bit. You got to get more I creative. tried, I tried a lot of different ways in that. You did? And then <clears throat> on legacy products, there was like all kinds of ones to click on, you know, but everyone that I went to, and, and there was a lot, I, I mean, I must've sat on the computer for like a half an hour going through this. It was all medical stuff. Some of it was sound music stuff, you know, like, I don't headphones whatever i don't know it was just a lot of other well, stuff. one of one of the major uh fishing you know outlets i got friends who order all their stuff yep. online they and... gave me all that stuff too legacy products on amazon on ebay and all that not stuff. even it's legacy just go on and do general searches on ice fishing stuff and it's well, automatic I, okay i didn't do that type thing yeah you will try it, again. it i guarantee but it. i think you know i i well i know they they're just not making it anymore and i don't know why because that was a it was a great product but anyway i want to thank angelo for calling so, and let, letting so me know. So this is something where you'd put the rod down, but then the flag would come up and when you get a bite, and then you fight it on the rod and reel. Yes, you fight it on the okay. rod and reel, Rick, yeah, which is nice. Yeah. One of our trained technicians over at Smokey's yeah. Musky Shop, yeah. he makes them. The little guys? He makes his own system that's better than the ones yeah. that you buy, and uh, he's going to actually uh, give me one. He said he's going to make me one and bring it 
bring, bring it into the show. I, I'd like to see it. Because yeah, and and that's yeah. what that's what they use uh, for. I think walleyes and stuff like that. Okay. He, he's got it set up, and yeah, he's talking exactly the same thing. The same day yeah. you were all Is talking right? about it yeah. here, yeah. he happened to swing by and was telling me about oh, it. Cool, what he uses. So. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to see what he's what he's doing. I, I wish I could remember exactly how it was done. I, I try to make the darn things myself. But uh, I got to let the listeners know, Danny, that during the show today, you know what's coming up on February 15th, 16th, and 17th <coughs> is mm-hmm. the Muskie Expo, the Milwaukee Mus- Muskie Expo, and that's held out at the Washington County State Fairgrounds out by West Bend. We've got six tickets to give away, so we've got three sets of two that we'll be giving away during the show today. So that's kind of neat. We also have some free subscriptions to Badger Sportsman Magazine to give away. You know, not just this week, but next week, the week after, we'll kind of So what you're saying, Tom, is there's lots of reasons for people to be uh, listening to us today. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, we got we got good stuff going on today. So, so you're gonna like make people answer a question? No, or I no. think we'll just Nick can say what if he wants like the third caller, fifth caller, whatever. You know, he can. But we're not saying that right now. No, we're not saying that yeah, right, right now. Right. Don't say anything. Don't not, say third yet. caller right. Yeah, now. not right now. Next thing, lines will light up like yeah, Christmas. <laughs> yeah, okay. they will. I might make him answer a question if things are. Yeah, slow. you might. If, when if I'm you bored, pick up yeah. the phone. <laughs> Give him a little trivia. <laughs> So, Danny uh, and Nick, are you guys doing anything special for the Super Bowl this tomorrow? Um, anything special? I'm planning on watching the game, Tom. Me too. Yeah, that's special. <laughs> that is special. I mean, uh, how special to... do you need? Well, Nick, what are well, you doing? Are you supposed tomorrow? to bake some cookies or something well, and have like a Tupperware party tomorrow. If you want. What kind of special thing are you doing, Tom? Nothing. I, I was just telling Nick this morning, I'll probably be watching it by myself the way I like it. If, I, if I'm watching well, it with that one special? of my Yeah, if I'm <laughs> watching it with one of my kids, that's fine. But otherwise, I just like I like watching the game. Do you, do you like watching and listening and that, you know? You're watching with one of your kids? No, I don't know. I might. I might not. You know. I don't know yet. My dad used to like watching TV with his boys growing up, and mm-hmm. I figured out the only reason why. It was before remote controls were invented. <laughs> and he'd say, change the channel. And we'd get up and do it. Oh, God, yeah. And then yeah. my brother Tim, though, my dad always called him the ornery one. Well, Tim told me years later, he goes, you know, Dad was kind of bossy. I said, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> he said, you just always listened. You know, I was the firstborn. I would just, you know, firstborn, you, you want to please, you want to do everything perfect. But he'd push back and go, Get up and turn the TV channel yourself. You know, Dad didn't like that too much. Oh, no. And there were only three channels. Mm. I remember in the days of three channels. Mm -hmm. And then what Dad really hated is if you took the the control and you just... Went too fast. Went too fast. That really got him aggravated like you were going to wreck the control. Mm -hmm. Just turn it one at a time. You don't have to go, you know. (laughs) I don't think it ever wrecked anything turning the no. dial like that. Was this a color TV? No. <clears throat> well, I remember watching uh, the yeah, first. Yeah, I think, I think we got it? a color TV that still had the turn. Yeah, Mom had a rummage sale and made $600, and we bought our first color TV. I uh, I remember watching the very first Super Bowl. It was in black and white. I remember we had that on, black and white. Max on McGee? A, 
on a 19 inch. I, I remember, I remember listening to the ice bowl on the radio, sitting in my room with the door closed, almost mm. in tears, listening at age eight, and then we won. Um, but uh, and I was still angry because my dad took my uncle and my 11 year old cousin to the game, but he didn't oh yeah, take me. you told us about that. But yeah, the next, yeah. I don't remember watching so much that Chiefs Packers Super Bowl. I do specifically remember watching the second Super Bowl against the Oakland Raiders. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I remember watching that in black and white. And the one play I remember was it was either Willie Wood or Herb Adderley mm-hmm. picked the pass off. Herb Adderley. And ran it back in mm-hmm. for the score. Yep. And that pretty much yeah. iced it. See, I, I remember in that first Super Bowl, I remember we had it on. I mean, I mean, but I wasn't all into it then, you know. I wasn't like really paying attention, you know. I mean, mm. but I remember it was on. I remember watching some of it and back and forth. Are you doing anything special? Oh yeah, I got well, a I got a couple of buddies coming over. My mom's yeah. gonna do like a pasta dish. Um, but I got an interesting fact for you about okay. the, the first Super Bowl. I always thought my dad would tell us this as a joke, but he would say, you know, Max McGee won the MVP in Super Bowl number one, and he did it hungover. He did it, and I yeah, I've thought always it was heard of that. Seven catches for a hundred yeah. thirty-seven yeah. yards or I, something. I went to the Packer Hall of Fame with my mom, and sure enough, there's a whole story about he didn't think he was gonna play. Yeah, he was right. the he night didn't before. Think he was Boy play. Dollar was the yeah. starter. Yeah, and he rolled in at like six a.m into the hotel lobby. He's like, I'm not playing, coach. It'll be yeah. totally fine. So he skipped curfew. So he was on no sleep, totally hung up. I, oh. That's awesome. Man. And he, one of those catches was yep. a one-hander. Oh, yeah. Stuck out, grabbed it, pulled it in. I mean, it's like, wow. Yeah. And he wasn't the fastest guy either, you know. He wasn't all that yeah, nimble you know, and fast. It's... I mean, he was all right. But back then, you know, there were guys that were, you know, better, faster. Like you know, all whatever. those white wide receivers, they're deceptively fast. <laughs> <laughs> what about... What about Lance Allworth? What about Bambi? He was quick. Bambi was quick. Don mm-hmm. Beebe was quick. Don Beebe was lightning. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I'm trying to think some other. Uh, Chris Collinsworth played for the Bengals. Mm-hmm. He's an analyst now. Yeah. Yeah. He was pretty fast back in his day. I, I watched him in the NFL Superstars. They used to have this, the NFL Superstars contest, which was really cool. Nowadays, with the big money and agents, they wouldn't do it because they wouldn't want to hurt themselves. But they'd have the NFL stars. I, I watched O.J. Simpson. I watched Daryl Green. I watched a number of different people, Philip Epps of the Packers. And they would have almost like a little decathlon-type setup. Yeah, they would do all where they'd have things. they'd yeah. have a, uh, a f- They'd have a 100-meter dash. They'd have uh, like a 400. Four, back then it was 440, I believe. I don't think they even called it 400-meter. But they'd have the 100-yard dash and all these different competitions. And I remember watching the 100-yard dash, and Chris Collinsworth beat James Lofton. Well, Lofton had just gotten done with either the 400 or the 800, and he was pretty tired. And he mm-hmm. said, he, he, they interviewed him after, and he said, well, I was a little tired. And he said, once, once Chris got those long legs going, <laughs> you know, and, and Chris Collinsworth once said that... Uh, when he was in high school, he was in a finals, and he was the only white guy in the state championship 100-yard 100, 100 dash final. Mm-hmm. And his brother was in the stands, and they're talking about who they should go with. And his brother said, bet, go with the honky. Bet with the, and, his bro, and he won it. Yeah. So he was That's pretty funny. fast, too. That's funny. 
So you, so your mom's making something. You guys aren't. Uh, yeah. So I mean, I'll probably do dip. I make a jalapeno yeah. popper dip. That's uh, it's pretty good. It's simple. Just kind of put it in the oven and leave it. But that's like my favorite dish. She does. Uh, it's kind of a pasta bake. It's like a lasagna, yeah. but there's a bunch of there's a like layers of ricotta cheese and meat oh, sauce. Oh yeah, yeah, wow. But then oh. she'll put in like a layer. She put on the gut report. She'll have a layer of pesto in there. She'll put in a couple different types of cheese like mozzarella and mm-hmm. parmesan. Uh, and she made it for Christmas, and I said, "Do you have a name for it yet?" And she said she didn't, so I named it the Goodfella Special. There so, you go. So you got to get the recipe f- for it. And if she wants, does she, does she just wing this, or does she have actually have something written down? It's a little different every time. There, there's a there's a base <laughs> she ingredient. Wings it. Yeah, she wings yeah. it. Speaking well, of good. Uh, speaking good. of food, guys, uh, special yeah. thanks out to Al Shook and the Waukesha mm-hmm. County Conservation. Uh, Group uh, was at that banquet last oh, yeah. night. Yeah, okay. And uh, there were a lot of nice guns won. There were like four of us. Al won. Yeah. He won a shotgun. And that you he didn't wanted. win one? No. Well, I was cheap, Tom. I, you know, I took a page out of your playbook and I only bought, <laughs> <laughs> you get three tickets for 20 bucks yeah. and I put them all in one bucket. If you, if you paid $200, you'd get 50 tickets. Oh, wow. And I got a feeling that. The ones that are winning are the ones that are getting 50 tickets and sprinkling the infield heavily. Oh, okay. Yeah, but they had some great firearms. The food was fantastic. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Really good. Huh. Really good plate of food. So enjoyed being out there with those guys. Got some funny story. Table talk I'll share later. That All right. I got some stories there. So. Looking forward to it. Well, right now we're going to go to a quick break. We're... Uh, Oh, well, that, there was a number of things I was going to say, but let us just uh, leave it at this is the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Skipper Buds, Cutting Edge Outdoors, 799-1250. Uh, thanks for getting up this morning, drinking your coffee, drinking see coffee, Garen. And, uh... Yeah, Sergan. Huh? Yeah, yeah Trinka Cafe, Sergan. Wow, we're talking German here. What's uh, <laughs> drinking coffee, Sergan? Drinking see coffee, Garen. It says, oh. do you like to drink, or... Coffee gladly. <laughs> the technical translation question, is weird. Do you like to drink coffee? Yeah. Oh, but uh, okay. you know the Germans, okay. they kind of like you know, drinking. Drinking. Do you drink coffee gladly? That's technically yeah. coffee. Garen. I think Garen means gladly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So now you learned something today. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for today, then. Although I'm not going to say "du bist so schön wie eine." Uh, du bist so schön wie eine You are as Wait, du bist, no, du bist so schön wie eine Blume. Du bist so schön wie eine Blume. That's, you, you are as pretty as a flower. That's my pickup line if I meet some yeah. German chicks. Oh. I've remembered it for, well, let's see, uh, how many years? Since the wall came down? 44. Since the wall came down. That was going to be my big opportunity. <laughs> I, signed, I signed up for a newly opened Eastern European tour bus to Germany to meet some oppressed... Oh, ex-communist yeah. girls. Um, and bring them some razors, though. And some a- blue jeans. Yeah, after blue the 615 break steroids, today. they can join the swim team. Yeah. After the 615 break, it'll be our last NFL football picking contest. So Thank God. That's coming up. But right now, 
Let's give away two tickets if people stay, you know, tuned in early in the first half hour. We'll give away two tickets. Now, how many? What phone call are you going to take there, Nick? Whichever one I like best. Whichever one you like. All right. I think we're going to go caller. It's early. Caller number two. All right. Now, once you win two, you can't call back later during the show and expect to try to win another two. We're trying to. Right. We're sprinkling the infield, right? Right, right. Muskie Expo wants to get a variety of people. Yeah. Not one sod buster with all his cousins. Yeah, the Milwaukee Muskie Expo is going to be out at the Washington County Fairgrounds. That's out by West Bend. And uh, so we've got two free tickets to give away. So Tom Neubauer will be at the Muskie Expo doing his casting demonstration. No, did you know, Danny, that uh, they're not ha- – remember last year they had the Muskie Expo on one side and the Fish X Expo on the other side? Yeah. They're not having the Fish X Expo anymore. They oh. they cut that out. So I guess I thought it was I thought it was a great idea. I thought it would really go over. It didn't. Oh. It didn't go over. So now it's just the musky expo. Just the musky schmoes. Yep. So it's all the musky schmoes. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you're going to see all the guys walking with their pressed uh, pressed button-up shirts with the patches and the logos <laughs> and their fancy hats, and they'll be yep. walking around. But you know one thing bad about musky anglers I mean, that they can't do that, let's say, like fly fishermen can do, Fly fishermen, they got a hat that can put little flies on it. Even uh, bass guys can put, like, little poppers on a goofy hat, you know? Right. Whereas musky guys can't have a 10-inch lure. <laughs> Big lures hanging from their hat. My only, question, <laughs> my only question is this, Tom. Who wants to have a lure hanging from their hat? I don't know, but you've seen that before, right? Yeah. You yeah. know, they get the round sun hats or whatever they are. They're, you know, they're, they're not like baseball hats. Uh, and then they, like the fly guys, they got different flies in Yeah, them. but, you know, those round hats aren't cool anyway. Well, no, not anymore. But it's all about looking cool, Tom. You got to wear a baseball-style hat with a brim, and you got to kind of like you have your brim form perfectly oh, cupped. Oh, yeah, you got Yeah, it. you can't like have it like... Like yours, too. You got to cup like it. Like the rappers, yeah. they like to have it big and flat, yeah, kind of coming up, looking stupid. Yeah. You know? Or we, backwards. We used to joke about... Backwards is okay. But we used to joke about, you know, like, that would look like kind of a farmer, you know, a farmer wearing a big hat yeah. with the brim going yeah, straight yeah, out, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 Not that we don't like farmers, I, but years my dad ag- was a farmer. Yeah, years ago, I, I knew this guy. He he came over for, he was from the Middle East someplace, you know, and he uh, and he asked me one day, he's pointing at the bill of my cap, you know, and he says, why you have this? And I said, what do you mean? And he says, this, why, why, is, why you have this? Keeps the sun out of And I says, keeps the sun out of the eyes. And he says, then why do I see people with it on backwards? <laughs> he says, it's not working. It's not keeping sun out the vice. And I, and I said, well, that's just the style. You know? <laughs> but he was confused why people were, were backwards because it's not doing what it's... used to do it in the gym back in but, the 80s. Yeah, but he, I'm just no, saying 70s. from this guy from another country, you know, different part of the world, thought it was strange that if you have a bill on your cap to keep the sun out of your eyes, why would you wear it backwards? Yeah, sometimes it just kind of keeps the hair just right. You put it on well, backwards like that, it pulls the hair off the top of your forehead, yeah, well, onto the top of your cranium, yeah. Tom. Well, we know what it does, but all I was saying was how he thought it was strange, you know, because he was very, like, like if 
if you have a bill on your hat, why would you wear it backwards? You know, I mean, if it's there for a reason, why would you not use it for that reason? You know, he just, he just from a different culture, yeah, different thing. Know. You know, he was just I, like, he'd ask a lot of questions like that. You know? I told a buddy of mine once, you're so ugly, you ought to shave your back and walk backwards. So, <laughs> I mean, that would be perfect. You could have, you could have. <laughs> oh, my. When you okay. were born, you were right. so ugly, they, they slapped your mama instead of you. Yeah, I, that was a... <laughs> Wasn't that a Rodney Dangerfield joke? I think I don't know. he was hilarious. I, li- I liked I liked him. <laughs> you were so ugly. They <laughs> threw you out and kept the afterbirth. Oh god! I don't think I heard <laughs> oh, that. Some one. bad jokes I heard as a <laughs> but kid. But anyway, at that uh, Milwaukee Muskie Expo, which is going to be on the fifteenth, sixteenth, and seventeenth, uh, kids sixteen and under get in free. They got over seventy exhibitors. Uh, I'm just looking through. They got a bunch of seminars. I'm going to have to check it out and find out how many, uh, what, who's going to be speaking out there. But they have what's really nice out there is they got three par- free parking, which is really great. They got free parking, and uh, so speaking anyway. your language here, Tom. Yep, free parking, and they got a lot of parking there, and it's close to the doors. So un- unless you get there late, <laughs> then it's further away. Um, but yeah, it's a nice venue, though. Speaking nice venue. speaking of venues, uh, again today. There's going to be another fishery out at the waterfront in Pewaukee. Yeah. Every Saturday they pretty much yeah. got them now. I, don't, I do not know which one is going to be today. Mm-hmm. Um, weather's getting warmer, so yeah. you can get out there now. Nice weekend. I uh, drilled holes in front of my place last week on both Saturday and Sunday and caught nothing. Hmm. Told you the week before right. I got no more uh, muskies out no more there. Muskies. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> one kind of strange thing on Pewaukee, though, Tom, when I'm drilling holes, bitter mm-hmm. cold on Saturday and Sunday, mm-hmm. um, plenty of ice, but there's, in the deep snow, there's a layer of open water underneath the snow on top of the ice. Yeah, my son ran into that last and, week, Sunday. Uh, so when you d- drill the holes, you'll actually have your tip-up almost like floating on, mm-hmm. on water. So I don't know what is causing that. I know sometimes you hear if the ice sags mm-hmm. under heavy snow, but there wasn't even that much ice. So I don't know if it has something to do with the dam there on the east end of Pewaukee getting kind of... It uh, might. Little flowing water or backed something. Up. But there's definitely a flow, and the water is not as clear. When you put your head down, I always yeah. try and stare yeah. down the hole to yeah. see what I can see. Right. And it seems like I have better luck for pike. When you look down and it's crystal clear and I can see the weeds and I don't know if that murk and stuff, I, I don't know. Huh. But uh, if I'm, I'm thinking of uh, moving spots or not fishing at all because uh, I don't <laughs> catch all. anything, I might say screw well, it. After, after the gut report, which is coming up here in just a minute or two, we're, uh, uh, I, when you talked about looking through the holes, you know? Yeah. I got a great story a guy told me about when he was looking through some holes this last weekend and what he saw. So I, I, I'll tell that after the gut report, all right? Are you ready, Nick, for this? Okay. And I got another venison recipe today. Hey. I was experimenting again. All right, Tom. And I like doing that. So anyway, we'll, we got the gut report coming up. Don't forget, after the 645 break, we have the uh, Hornschwaggle. Sponsored by, by Carl's Country Markets. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just, I remember. Just, just checking, just testing <laughs> just, you, Thomas. Yeah, just checking. Anyway, and uh, we got we got a lot coming up, and I'm going to tell you about what this guy saw through the ice holes 
on last weekend. So. Fishing and hunting stories we got yeah, going we, today. We, we got beer a lot talk. Of stuff. It's beer talk Saturday. Yeah, beer. There, hey, that's ooh, if we had some beer, that'd even be better. Anyway, we'll be right stories back. Stories would folks. be better. Yeah, I yeah. yeah. good for my sore throat. Yeah. I tell you. Okay, we'll Feel be right like back. Crap. Stay tuned, folks. Here on 105.7 FM, the fan. Come here, I'm gonna eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. The gut report is brought to you by Discount Liquor. Well, here's a venison recipe, folks. You know, I like to try different things and whatever. So what I did was I took of this wonderful venison that Bushy gave me, and I took about four or five strips of bacon, fried that up, crumbled it, put it on the side. Then in the bacon fat, I put in onions and mushrooms and fried that up and then threw in chunks of venison, you know, like diced, you know, I don't know, one-inch chunks, whatever, put that in there, cooked that for a few minutes in there. Then, I mean, how can you go wrong with mushrooms, onions, bacon, venison? And then I threw in a dollop or two of sour cream and stirred that all around. I'll tell you, I was, I was in heaven. <laughs> and I didn't share it with anybody. Now, I didn't give you exact amounts and proportions, but you can figure that out yourself, you know, on what, how much you like of this or that or whatever. The gut report is uh, brought to you by Discount Liquor, where you're going to find the best price, selection, and service at 51st and Oklahoma in Milwaukee and Main Street in Barstow in Waukesha. For weekly specials, go to DiscountLiquorInc.com. Come here, I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. And the sign said, long-haired, freaky people need not apply. So I took my hair up under my hat, and I went in to ask him why. He said, you look like a fine, upstanding young man. I'm just going to have to hear this. Oh, I didn't know if this was the long one or not. (laughs) Welcome back to the Skipper Buds, Cutting Edge Outdoors. 799-1250, 799-1250, hunting, fishing report. As far as fishing reports, Tom, it's been kind of a slow winter uh, as far as ice fishing overall. Now, I know some people are always catching fish somewhere. Well, I'll tell you, I got that story for you. Okay, tell me the Guy story. Guy looking through the ice holes. He's on, uh, he was on Delavan Lake. And, you know, on the south end of Dev- Delavan Lake, there's the two bays, okay, one on right. each side of the point. And it's always a good place in wintertime and springtime. Always a lot of bluegills, crappies, whatever. So this guy, he, he, he's not catching anything, and he's wondering, what, you know, this, this is supposed to be good, right? This was Sunday. I think it was well, Saturday or Sunday last right. week. So he sticks his head down <laughs> to look like you like to do, like every we all like to do, look down in the hole and see what's down there. And yeah. he said the water was pretty clear in that. He said he saw these big crappies, big bluegills, Big largemouth bass swimming by, and not one of them would touch uh, anything that he had out. He had tip-ups out, and he was jigging and all that. He said he's watching them swim by, but they're not biting it. He says there's plenty of fish there. They just weren't biting. He eventually did catch. He he decided to put a crappie minnow on his jig rod, and he did catch a 17-inch largemouth on that. But he said it was just frustrating to see all these fish going by and not being able to to catch one, you know, that they were all over the place. So they're there, but they must have been in a really negative mood. Why? I don't know. And my son, Nick, he was out on Sunday, 
Him and his brother-in-law and nephew went out at 3 in the afternoon. That was a cold day Sunday. Sunday was cold. It was below zero. I know. I He went out. Drilled some holes. Yeah, and... he, he went out. They went out at 3 in the afternoon. That's why I'm sick. And uh, they stayed out till midnight because he figured, oh, because well, he's seen people catch crappies in these areas. Now, he didn't set up any tip-ups because he said the hole would have frozen so fast, froze over. He said there, that didn't pay. There ain't a crappie in the world that big enough. <laughs> It's going to keep my sorry self out till yeah. midnight well, on a cold winter day. He's he's a he's a diehard. He's he really gets into it uh, whether it's summer fishing, ice fishing, deer hunting. He he goes all out. Anyway, they were out moving around, sitting in their shanties with their heaters on, so they right. were they were fine and toasty, but he said he caught a lot of bluegills, but none of them really big enough to keep. He said so. It, it was just one. I, you know, I, I don't know. And he didn't catch any crappies in the areas that everybody catches crappies in. So, did the weather have something to do with it? The cold weather. I mean, I don't know. Well, you were talking about fish, not hitting, and you watch them swim by. I've told this story before on the air that years ago I went out to Lower Genesee because I heard about giant pike and, mm-hmm. and uh, I fished out there a couple weekends in a row, and one particular day. I got like three flags in the morning and I'd come up and I'd maybe 10 feet of line would be run off and the shiner would be there with some missing scales. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what's going on? So finally at about noon, I pulled my portable fish trap shanty over, flipped the lid over and Mm -hmm. I could see perfectly down, Mm -hmm. crystal clear. And here comes a pike, about a 32 inch or something like that. He comes through like a torpedo. He nips the, the shiner. The flag pops up at my feet. Boat pokes my eye out because <laughs> I'm, you know, looking down. Mm-hmm. And the pike just keeps going. He just nipped at it and Nipped went. it, tripped it. So I set it up again. Five minutes later, same pike comes through from the other direction. Nips it, lets it go. Uh, about an hour later, I have a uh, another... Uh, Another pike, but a 28-incher comes through and does the same thing. Now, water there was extraordinarily clear. It was prior to the floral carbon leaders days. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I have heard of certain situations, and I'm sure some of our listeners would attest to it. My brother does, where there are certain situations where the normally pike, you figure you could have a, you know, a telephone cable on your, you know, it doesn't matter. They, right. They'll right. just grab whatever, Right. right? Uh, where they can be finicky and uh, using a fluorocarbon and a small little treble and going finesse mm-hmm. for pike. And I'm convinced that that's what I would have needed to do back then to get one. And then one of the coolest things, Tom, was about a week later I was out there, and I went one night after school, um, late in the season, and I rushed home from work. Went out there for, I figured I'd set up for an hour. And I, now I was kind of hung up on looking through the hole. <laughs> yeah. So I had, I think, only one tip up out, but it was at in my shanty so I could right. look down. And I right. had a big giant sucker that I put on. And uh, it was really cool because I was maybe in about 15 feet of water and there were some green weeds down there. And all of a sudden, it was almost like a mirage, like I was imagining it. I thought I saw something lurking down below and slowly materializing in front of my eyes. And swear to God, it was a giant pike. 
I mean, it was just, it took my breath away. I was kind of like, and I froze. I didn't Mm want to move. And it slowly came on up underneath the sucker. And I just caught, no, probably a couple years before I'd caught a 22 pound, 43 incher. This was at least that big, at least that big. My guess, Mm -hmm. 44, 45 inch pike, Mm -hmm. huge, round. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was fat. And it just kind of looked at that sucker and then, it, it just cruised on through like a trident submarine and just mm-hmm. disappeared slowly, never touched, never grabbed the sucker. Hmm. Yeah. But it was cool just seeing it. Well, you know, fish. Well, that's what they do in Minnesota, not yeah. to interrupt. Minnesota, yeah. that would have been prime decoy oh, with yeah. the spear type the thing. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm surprised they still do that there, you know? They do. In fact, do you know yeah. what they call the, the musky-sized suckers that we use here for muskies? They actually call those decoys. The bait mm-hmm. shops call those decoy okay. suckers because the spears will go out with a giant sucker like that. Yeah. Put that underneath, kind of like sturgeon guys do yeah. with the, uh, you know, the, you know, not the, the decoys. The decoys that <laughs> the aren't wood, live. Yeah. But they the, call the, the live suckers decoys and, and they yeah, spear whatever. the big pike that way. Yeah. And they still allow it. Now, having watched my brother spear a sturgeon, um, well, I, I, I didn't watch him spear it. I watched him one day, and we had one small one go through, and the next day he did get one. I can see how it probably would be kind of cool to spear a big pike through the ice. Mm -hmm. And I know I'm speaking sacrilegious now because for 99.9% of my life, I would say nobody should be spearing big pikes, save those for the hook and line anglers. Mm -hmm. But I can kind of see how it would be kind of cool. And in Minnesota in particular... They're doing it on big bodies of water like Lake of the Woods and uh, some other big bodies of water. I, I don't think it's particularly caused great harm in Minnesota. I think if you want to catch a big pike, in fact, Minnesota's done a better job of protecting the big pike on Lake of the Woods back when in 98 when they instituted a slot limit which they won't do on the Bay of Green Bay for some <laughs> stupid reason. Anyway, you go get them, Daddy. Get them. I don't them. <laughs> yeah, so I can see how it how it would be cool. Speaking of slot limits and uh, good biologists, I bumped bumped into Ben. Yeah, uh, Ben Heisner was at at the uh, waterfront, not the waterfront, the what conservation league thing oh, last oh, night. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, and uh, so I talked to him and uh, I told him he's got to come back on the show sometime. So he said that'd be great. That would be good. But yeah. uh, he's been doing a good job of working with the walleyes for tomorrow clubs and and changing some things up, trying some different limits and stuff. So mm-hmm. I just wish those biologists up in Green Bay would listen. Tammy, I, whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, I agree. All right, we got to go to a break. Folks, coming up next is the Hornschwaggle, brought to you by Carl's Country Markets out there in Menominee Falls on the corners of Pilgrim and Silver Spring. They're really known for all their sausages, award-winning sausages, but they've got everything else there that you're going to need, especially for the Super Bowl party that you might be getting some extra special stuff for. Anyway, uh, visit Carl's Country Market, and the winner of the Hornschwaggle is going to get a $10 gift certificate to Carl's Country Market. So call now, be a contestant. Danny's getting his questions ready, 414-799-1250. That's 799-1250. We'll be right back with more. He's Dan Bush. I'm Tom Neubauer. Nick Bodie's going to take your phone calls right now. Stay tuned for more. We're hot. 
Welcome back to the Skipper Buds, Cutting Edge Outdoors. And now we have our Hornswoggle segment. So, Nick, do we have a lucky contestant here? We do. Our friend Mike called in from West Allis. Okay, Mike, how are you doing? Good morning, Mike. Good morning, guys. Yeah, All right, so here we go. What I say is uh, a lie, then basically it's a Hornswoggle. If I'm speaking the truth, it's no Hornswoggle. Today's topic is snakes. So here we go. Snakes? We're going to talk about snakes. Here <laughs> we go. On an airplane? Yeah, snakes on planes. <laughs> I hate snakes, Jock. Yeah. I hate them. Garter snakes. The common garter snakes are actually not native to the United States. They were brought over by the Jamestown colonists to control mice on the boats. That is a horn swagger. That's a horn swagger. That's that? that a good question, Danny. It made you think a little bit. Yeah. Oh, you kind of your eyes were you were yeah, kind of like, like you're kind of like cross-eyed over there. <laughs> uh, the copperhead snake. The copperhead snake, unlike the rattlesnake, is almost dan- more dangerous in the woods because it won't raise its head and rattle and give you a, a warning. It just lays flat in the weeds, waiting for something to run by it that it can nail. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle. That is a no horn schwaggle. A no horn schwaggle. All right. You're on your snakes, Mike. I walked right over one time yeah. in college. I missed it by one foot. I stepped right over the son of a gun. Whoo, my buddy Duluka goes, bush, and he points. And there it was, laying there silently <laughs> in the grass. Yep, I might be dead. You wouldn't have me here right now. Okay, you're two out of three, but let's see if you would have get the last one anyway. There are no rattlesnakes in Wisconsin. That is a no horn schwaggle. No, that's Very a, good. Uh, that's a horn schwaggle. Oh, there's oh, two I see species. There's yeah. two species. There are rattlesnakes. Yeah, in but you won. So yeah. anyway, um, what's he win, Tom? Well, Mike, you know you get a ten dollars gift certificate to Carl's Country Markets. Have you ever been out there? Yes, I have. Oh, you have. That's they great. Have, yeah, they have very good. Uh, they have a sausage with garlic. It's Fabulous. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they you have know, a lot did, of other stuff too that's good. Yeah, did you ever look at all those plaques that line that place? All all those awards they've won? No. It's amazing. Yeah, next time you go in there, just just look up and and they're lining the whole shop. Go to the gas station yeah. next door and yeah. look at the giant fish on the yeah. that they've caught too. There's some I've monsters. Been in that gas station for free popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what I like about it, the free popcorn. Right away I knew Tom would like that. So, all, all right. right, thanks Mike. All right. Thanks for hey, listening, can I Mike. Ask you yeah. guys a question? Sure. Uh, I watched Larry Smith, yeah. and this was probably about two months ago, and he had it. I don't know where he was, but he was ice fishing. He was using whole hot dogs for Northern Pike. Yeah, we talked about that after uh, the following week and after oh. we saw it. And uh, yeah, that was, wasn't that amazing? I mean, you know, they would catch a pike, and a hot dog would be down the pike's mouth. You only know? hit on the Made in America hot dogs, yeah. not the Chinese made no, ones. Well, he 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 held up. The, uh, it was uh, Suremake, I think, hot dogs. I don't know if you have to use that brand, but that was amazing, wasn't it, Mike? That's unreal. That That's that was just, just the weirdest. I've never heard of that. Never seen it. I know, but and they really did do it. I mean, it was yeah. no joke. It was yep. no joke. Yeah. I wonder if you go for giant ones, you go with a whole summer sausage. Like if you go up to Canada. <laughs> you got to get it at Carl's. Yeah, yeah there yeah, we go. Got to get it at Carl's. Okay, thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Have a nice day, guys. You too. Yep. Bye now. And uh, uh, Nick told me that uh, a caller called and said when I was talking about that strike alert uh, tip up thing that you attach to your rod. 
Uh, the guy said he thought it was a tip down. No, I know what a tip down is. It's nothing. Not this little thing is was only about four inches long and it attached to your rod. So no tip down. Actually, tip downs are really really popular. You know, and uh, HT Enterprises makes uh, a tip down and tip up. It, you can use it either or, and and it's basically the same price as if you'd buy just a tip down or a tip up. But it's got both of them in one that you could use it either way, you know, which is kind of cool. You know, you can use it depending on how the fish are biting and all that. But tip downs, they're more and more popular. You know when the first time I saw one of those, Danny was, I'm not exaggerating here, it had to be in the mid-80s, was the mid-late 80s when I first saw a tip down on Winnebago. And when when the guy was setting it up, I'm thinking, what kind of stupid outfit is this? <laughs> this ain't no tip up. These how are, stupid yeah, is this? How stupid it is, but it worked. <laughs> you know, so it's pretty interesting. Uh, anyway, so uh, so uh, let's see another. Oh, wolf! Remember last week I was telling you that a uh, wolf had been shot up in uh, Wapaka area. Yeah, yeah. That they found they found oh, they, they found thought it had been hit by a car, right. and then they found a bullet hole. Yeah. Well, in Wisconsin Outdoor News, they actually. Have an article about that, and right now game wardens are asking pup, pup, asking the public for help in locating the suspect. I got news uh, for you. You ain't going to find the person. Nobody's going to call in and say, oh, I know the guy that shot the wolf. No. Nobody cares. They're going to send the guy a case of beer. Right. For, for shooting why are we even? Why are we even trying to investigate it? Yeah. There's too many wolves anyway. Yeah, just let it go, let it DNR. Go. Let it go. Let yeah. it mount it. Exactly. Yeah, put it Do in a museum. Yeah, put it in a DNR museum. Make you a know, rug. Was, yeah. Put it on your wall of shame display. <laughs> there you go. With a sign, we're still looking for this Yeah, guy. we're still, still looking, looking for this, this son of a gun. Yeah. Who do you got on the line, Nick? We got our old pal, Rich. Oh. Hi, Rich. Good morning. How you doing today? Hey, good. I know the guy who shot the wolf. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> no, uh... You're talking about the trivia uh, on the snakes earlier. Do you guys remember back in the 60s that Wisconsin had a bounty on rattlesnakes? Yeah, years ago. Yeah, a long time ago they had a bounty on them. Yeah, especially over by the Mississippi River in southern, yeah. southeastern Wisconsin. Yeah, that or southwestern. The area had a, I guess, a, a, it's not a water moccasin, but they, they turn them as water moccasins. It's a water mine. snake. On oh, the it was a pygmy rattler, I believe. Yeah, I, uh, I've i seen one per, up close and personal Uh on the Mississippi River, a rattles? Not a rattlesnake. It was the wa- it was some type of water snake. Oh, what type of water snake you guys talking about then? Is not they? I don't they know had, the they name They had a bounty it. on those too. You're saying? No, I don't know about oh. that. Water snakes can be really aggressive, yeah. regardless. Oh God, yeah. Whether they're not, yeah. uh, you know, poisonous or not, but yeah, I you know I have read articles there about bounties on the on the snakes and. And uh, and now they're they're protected, of course. And I've I've never seen one in Wisconsin, but I would like to. Yeah. Well. Not not up hand and close, but not that close. I'm going to be heading to I'm going to be heading to Madison tomorrow. Uh, I'll I'll let you know how we did on fishing next week. All right. All right. Sounds, sounds good. Take Thanks, care. Chris. Take care. Okay. Bye yep. now. You know, I was fishing a, a bass tournament on the Mississippi River, and we were in one of the backwater sloughs, and. I made an errant cast, and the lure was in a tree, right, low-hanging branches. And I went over, and I'm pulling, pulling, trying to get it off. It finally came off, but also what fell out of that branch, which I never saw, you know, because they, like, blend in, this damn about a three-foot snake falls in the water. 
Then it swims at the boat. And we had a, I had a bass boat at the time. It right. swims, and it's trying to get up the side, but it couldn't make it. So it was wiggling its way all the way to the back of the boat. And I knew for a fact that if it got to the back of the boat, it'd probably get over that transom because that was a lot lower in the water. Right. Boy, I hit that electric motor in high <laughs> and started going like heck to get away from that. It was I don't. It was some kind of water snake that's up there, and then I don't well, know, you know, they lay in the trees and whatever. I actually saw a garter snake last summer in a small bush along a creek. It had actually mm-hmm. climbed up about three feet, and mm-hmm. it was kind of laying in the bush up there, kind of, mm-hmm. kind of chilling. And then there was another one laying on the ground. So, yeah, I what? snakes can climb up up by uh, Washington Island <laughs> when you get away from. Uh, you know, uh, what, up in Door County when you go on that, that ferry over to Washington right. Island. And then we got some boats there, and we were fishing for the smallies. And I think it was Plum Island or Detroit Island. You know, they got a bunch of little right, islands right. out there. And we thought these things, these we thought they were sticks laying on the sand. Right. They weren't sticks. They were snakes. And if you got close, they would actually swim out to your boat. And one of them came over our back end, and the guy I was with who was from that area he grabbed an oar because we had a, a rowboats basically, and he starts pounding away. I, he was really afraid of snakes. Uh, the snake uh, eventually got out of the boat, and we got the heck out of Dodge. <laughs> but yeah, so you got to watch out for. I mean, I don't know if they're poisonous or not, but I wouldn't want to get bit by one anyway, no matter what. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.